Hey everyone, welcome to the Cripes Cast. I'm your host, Charlie Barons, and this is the podcast where we talk to people for and or from the Midwest. We're brought to you by Jolly Good Soda, and here is today's episode. Hey folks, welcome to the Cripes Cast. Today, my guest uh, is Laura Clary. You know her from her... Uh, I don't know how many videos across the internet. She's probably got billions of views. She and I have collaborated. Um, we collaborated twice on Illinois Girl Meets Midwest Guy and um, the Uber Driver one in California. California Uber Driver versus uh, Wisconsin Guy. So, uh, And we've got another collaboration coming up. But uh, the last time I was in Los Angeles, I stopped by her studios we um made a video and then we did a couple podcasts i was on her podcast and she was on mine so that's what you're about to hear and of course in the studio the pre-studio today i am joined with colleen maraca executive producer <coughs> sorry coughing <laughs> that ruined my introduction <clears throat> i know i know i think i have allergies do you well i've had this so when I get a cough, it lingers. Colleen Maraca, executive producer <laughs> of the Cripes Cast, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, Colleen. Hello. How are we living? How are we feeling? Good. How are you? I'm good. Now, Colleen was setting up the camera for this intro shoot, and in doing so, she uh, punched in because she <laughs> is wearing um, Birkenstocks, and she didn't want her feet to end up on Wiki feet, which I thought was an interesting choice. You're on Wiki feet. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, what's... Uh, uh, so you said you didn't want to wear, so you so you punched in the camera so people wouldn't see your feet. Yeah, not for free. Not for free. Yeah. Is that really a thing though that people like pull feet they yes. find off the internet, put them on Wiki yes. feet? Really? People are really weird about feet. Well, I know that there's the Wiki feet that that I am on. Yeah. And, you What's know, your Wiki feet kind of score? A big deal. Should we look? Four point nine. The fact I that think. you have that memorized, memorized. is sad. No. There's nothing sad about feet. Not these feet, anyway. I got great cuticles. Have you ever had a pedicure? Once in my life. Did you like it? Nope. Super weird, and it tickled. Super. <laughs> Wait, this is so funny. Yeah. 4.65 out of 5. Brutal. Dang. Brutal. I've gone down. What don't they like about my feet? Um, Common section. Yeah. <laughs> don't. But. He is a cutie with nice feet in a redneck kind of way. <laughs> next, next comment. That's the only comment. Should I comment something? No. Should we like flood the No, comments? I don't need to artificially, you know, had I known, I would have made sure to cut my toenails before wearing flip flops. Yeah, you have a lot of pictures up here from the horse game specifically. Mm -hmm. I mean, the fact that you're wearing flip-flops makes me laugh. Why? What's wrong with flip-flops? Are flip-flops not cool anymore? Um, oh, God. <laughs> what about uh, Chacos? That's not your vibe. Yeah. I wouldn't say. I'm not saying that that's my vibe, but... Chacos are cool if you're like a hipster, underground-y... No. Like, gonna go granola-y, go camp. Right. Which <laughs> I'm really doing this week, actually. Yeah, are you excited? Yeah, that's why I'm getting Chacos. Are you getting Chacos? Well, because they are they have a lot of support. I'm not getting them for the look or the feel or the vibe. I'm getting them because I think they have a lot of support They're for, great. I love them. for hiking. I love like them. Like you can walk in them. Um, I would suggest well, 
I have good hiking boots. I'm just saying. If I like, would suggest like, so when I use my Chacos, it's when I'm out camping. You okay? I had some in my teeth. Okay. Um, Wonder, are you the type of friend, it was a piece of walnut. Are you the type of friend that'll like tell someone Hell to yeah. something in their tooth? Absolutely. Oh yeah. And you're not. No, I am. Well, I didn't see it. It's up in your gums. Mm. You aren't like really looking at me. So how would I know? I wasn't smiling. Yeah. That's Maybe you it. should smile. Are you the kind of friend that'll say it? You for sure are. You'll say it. Oh, I have like no reservations of anything. Holding. <laughs> I mean, it would it'd be nice if you had some. <laughs> but wouldn't you rather have a friend that will like tell you um, they have something in your teeth and like make you look like a fool with like a piece of oregano totally. in your tooth? I think everybody, I think everybody wants that. Yeah. You know, but I think it's always like, like the person who does that, they kind of have to be the one who's the the messenger, the bearer of bad news. Nobody wants to be the bearer of bad news. Yeah. Anytime I give you any sort of bad news, you're like, geez, thanks. But then it helps. It does help. Yeah, that is yeah. the thing. I, I I receive a lot of constructive criticism <laughs> from my team. Um, uh, but back to Chacos. Yeah. Uh, they are very supportive. They're great for like, if you're at the campsite and not actually camping, just because like right. a stick might get in your shoe or like that would hurt so bad. But also I will warn you that you kind of have to do a little bit of a walk. Like your feet are going to feel different because you're getting new support on your shoes. Sure. So definitely. just maybe like use it sparingly. No, I mean, the only reason is just for back at the campsite. Um, I'm too concerned about snakes that I would hike in sandals in right. the Appalachian Trail. Um, and I would also suggest even <laughs> and the, spiders, even though the couple poisonous ones. Yeah, it's, you got to die somehow. Um, I'd rather but, die that way than like, you know, when the machines take over, you know. <laughs> Go ahead. What What were you saying? Don't get the toe ones, even though they look extra cool. The like, toe ones, the like, ones that hold the toe. Don't do that. Those do not look extra cool at all. Oh, the ones. <laughs> those don't look bad. No, no, no. Why? Why do you? Say I that? have a pair of chacos that also hold the toe, like yeah. the one toe. Yeah. Um, when you're camping and stuff, like for us, at night it gets cold, so we put socks on in the chacos, uh, and it's really it sucks annoying with the toe. With the toe, really good information. I was thinking. Should I go toe or no toe? You just said it wasn't cool. What? You just said the toe ones weren't cool. Yeah, I know, but I was thinking, are they cool? Like, do people actually think that's cool? And then I was like, oh, those are different though. These that are that vibe is different. These are Burks. Yeah, because it's more of like a cross around the toe. Kind of and this thing. is easy to get on and off. Yeah, not that sure. anybody can see, because yeah, you don't want your feet on Wikipedia. <laughs> And boy, we've come full circle, um, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so now it is time for my conversation with Laura Clary. Uh, again, you know her from videos like Midwest Guy Meets LA Girl and Illinois Girl versus Wisconsin Guy. Uh, she is from Illinois originally, by the way. She's from the uh, Chicago, the, oh, <coughs> excuse me, the Lincoln greater Paul. Chicago area. Um, and you can find her on all platforms at Laura Clary. She's also got shows, um, all her content, all her podcast shows, her shop, everything at lauraclary.com. That's what that was. Thank you yep. very much, Colleen. And of course, I was on her podcast, Idiot with Laura Clary, uh, episode 36 from last month, if you want to check that out. And uh, we're doing another collaboration uh, this coming week. So be on the lookout for that. And without 
further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here is my conversation with Laura Clary. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here with Laura Cleary, who you may know from it's the- actually Clary. Clary? Yeah. You don't even know my name. I... And that's it for this week's episode of the Cripes Cast, ladies and gentlemen. It was a lot of fun. I just like don't understand like why you didn't know. <laughs> I'm here with Laura Cleary. Clary. Clary. Sorry, Laura Cleary. It's Laura Claire, Clary. Why'd you just stumble over how you pronounced it? Oh, anyway, I'm here with Laura from the LA versus, what would we title Laura that? Laura Clary. What do we tell, title that? Midwest guy meets California girl. Exactly. Who came up with that title? It was a great title. <laughs> you did. Oh, yeah. I suggested something else and you're like, nah. You know why? Why? Because I think people are driven by sex. Yeah. And I think that like every, everyone's driven by that. And so not that there was anything sex, sexual about the sketch, there wasn't, but just like the guy meets girl, all of a sudden you're introducing some sort of like potential romance or like some sort of, and I just feel like that always gets more clicks. Even I'll have a video where there's nothing sexual, but if you have a certain like position that's, I don't know what I'm saying. I think people are driven by sex. And if you can like tap into that in a very like PG way, it gets more views and more clicks. People are like, ooh, this is like. A will they, won't sense? they sort of situation. Yes. Yeah, Even absolutely. though the sketch itself had not, there was nothing to do with that. Yeah. But just the like, guy meets girl is compelling for people. 100%. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm really glad you decided to go with that because that video did really well, probably because some people were wondering, was this gonna turn into a budding romance? Where was this <laughs> yeah. Uber ride gonna end? Totally. Did I pronounce that correct? Both in the back seat. <sighs> you, they didn't know. Wow. What was gonna happen? No, wild, <laughs> wild. Oh, what, I, what do I eat for breakfast is what you're all wondering. That is what everybody was wondering. <laughs> what do you eat for breakfast? <laughs> toast. I have toast with almond butter and then blueberries on top, and it's so good. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Almond butter. Oh, my God. Is that any sort of nut butter? I also have the combo nut butter. It's like sunflower seed, uh, chia seed, flax seeds, cashews almonds, all the different nuts and seeds. They blend it all. It's called Nutso. That's the brand. Nutso. So good. This isn't sponsored by Nutso. I like that. You know, I've noticed that some of the nut butters are pretty expensive. Once you get oh, past the peanut butter, it gets a little bit spendy. It's embarrassing. How much are you spending on butter these days? An embarrassing amount. Give but us a ballpark. I don't drink. I don't use drugs. Okay. So I might as well splurge on nut butter. That's how I justify it. So what, That's how I justify it. What you're saying is if I give up beer, I can have myself some cashew butter. That's what I'm saying. You wow. You know what? 12 bucks a bottle. What? I know. It's $12? So, but again, I'm not buying a margarita. Yeah, which a lot of places will charge you 12 bucks for. Not That's Wisconsin. Not in Wisconsin. They probably won't charge you that what's, much. For, what's how much in Wisconsin? Like $3.50. Shut up. 
front door Cute. and the back door. Are you door. serious? Yeah, yeah. I mean, not at the nice places, but I don't frequent the nice places. I'm not um, as much- Nice like, place guy? I'm not, I'm not. So you're from Illinois. That's right. I'm from, yeah, like 15 miles west of Chicago. What kind of a kid were you like growing up? I was, okay, when I was like really, 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 really little, I was painfully shy. Very, very shy. Yeah. Would have fooled me. No, I know. And then when I hit third grade, mm -hmm. something shifted and I all of a sudden became this like clown, extrovert, just making everyone laugh. And then from there, I was like a huge troublemaker. Like I was a very bad kid. You tell me the worst thing you did as a kid, I'll tell you the worst thing I did as a kid. Okay. And it doesn't have to be like, Yeah. I don't know how bad it was. <laughs> so just tell me something bad you Maybe did as a keep kid. keep it light? Should I keep it light? Yeah. Or you wanna know the the, the nitty gritty? You want, give me the nitty gritty. Oh, give me the worst thing you did. I went to, I, they called me cuffs, okay? Cuffs. Cuffs, because I got arrested a lot. Did you really? Yes. Come on. No, I'm serious. Come on. You would. I'm not. I'm What'd not you get arrested for? I've been arrested. You have? Yeah. I would have never guessed. I wouldn't have really guessed that you've been full on arrested. Really? I mean, I could have guessed that after a couple guesses, but what'd you get arrested for? I the first time I got arrested for curfew, so not a big deal. I was out. They got curfews in Illinois. Wait. I, no, I was like brought home from the cops for curfew. Okay, so that was my first run-in. I didn't know that they had curfews. Yeah, like because that. I was young. I was young and I snuck out very okay, late. Okay, so so they brought me back home. Got it. First time I was arrested was for possession of marijuana cigarettes. Oh, you had some of the marijuana yes, cigarettes. Yes. Oh, geez. Yeah. How old? Oh my gosh, I was like um, fifteen or sixteen. Oh, you started young. Oh yeah. Oh, I was bad. Mm. I was, I was like, I was, I just pray to God, my daughter's nothing like me and son as a, and I, th I, maybe they won't be, but like, here's the thing. I grew up in a house that was full of love, but also very chaotic. My dad would say things like, you know, Laura, um, when you try acid, you got to make sure you're in a really uh, contained environment. I was like, dad, like, I don't want to try acid. He's like, you got to try acid. You got to try acid. So like, that was my upbringing. Yeah. I was like buying weed for my dad. Oh, really? Oh yeah. It was so, you know, a lot of love, but a lot of chaos. And so I could kind of do whatever I wanted, I felt like, especially mm -hmm. as the youngest kid. So mm -hmm. I was always ditching school, getting stoned, like shoplifting. I didn't didn't grow up with a lot of money, so I, and this is horrible, but as a kid, I wanted what I wanted. And I was just like, this, I was very rebellious and sort of lost. So I was like, a, I was a troublemaker. Wow. Yeah, but I, you know, I, I really cleaned up and I'm, uh, You're sober. I'm sober for 11 years and I don't shoplift. Congratulations. Great. Thank you. Do you ever walk by something though and see like... <laughs> no, I used to though. What's the secret to shoplifting back when you were doing it? Oh my it? God. Back when you were doing it. And this is not... We are not... We're not condoning, condoning shoplifting. shoplifting. No, but especially now they've got all the cameras all over the place. So, but I'm saying back in the day. 
Gosh. What would you do? Would you go try stuff on and then put stuff so on over? So this was like the most savage thing I think I did when I was a teenager was I, my mom gave me $20 to go buy a onesie for my neighbor's uh, baby shower. She was like, here's $20, go to the local oh. jamboree and get a onesie for little Noah and come back. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to go with my friend Jack. So she gives us the 20 bucks mm -hmm. and we get in the car and we look at each other. We're like... Let's steal the onesie and go buy some weed. Ah. Genius. Genius. So we go uh, to the jumbery. Yep. And J I remember like Jack, I told Jack he had to like ask the employees about sizes or whatever. Well, I took the onesie. Mm, distracting. Yeah, was, distracting. Yeah. So having someone to distract the employees was definitely a good tactic. Yeah. I feel bad saying this because I really do... Um, but whatever. I was a kid. I was a stupid kid. You were a kid. And, I, I wasn't thinking. And again, you know? we're you know, we're not condoning this. Kind we're of not behavior. condoning. Don't steal onesies. No. For God's sake. Jeez, that, that'll get you on the wrong path and <laughs> okay. You know buy your weed. Don't well actually I did I did buy it. You did buy I it. I did I did not I like, steal weed. You had ethics I for the illicit substances. Weed. You would never steal weed. <laughs> So She's it, got standards, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. So he distracted. I took the onesie. We go buy the gram of weed. Mm. We smoke that weed. We're feeling good. You, yeah. Oh, yeah. We go back to the house. I say, Mom, I got the onesie. I give it to her. She's like, she looks at me and I'm like, oh, God, does she know? Are my eyes red? Can she smell it? She looks at the onesie, she looks at me, and then I realize I don't have a bag, I don't have a receipt, maybe she caught on to that. And she goes, this is the wrong size. She's like, he's a newborn, Laura. This is a one to three. Oh my God. You gotta go back. Oh no. You gotta return it and go oh, back, no. get a different size. So Jack and I now stoned as shit. Oh are like, boy. We gotta go back into the gymboree, stoned, mm -hmm. and like steal a new onesie. Back to the scene of the crime. Yes! And it's not like you can just buy a onesie from Ace Hardware. You only had a few onesie locations you well, could have gone to. That's really smart, like to, to think that we could have gone somewhere else, but I didn't think of that until now. Thanks, Charlie. <laughs> Where were you? Where was I? I was up in Wisconsin, not far from you. On my bicycle, probably. Doing some wholesome shit. Doing some wholesome shit. Did you get, what'd you do? So we go back to the same store. All right, we were stoned, okay? We weren't thinking. Right. And so I go ahead, he distracts again, and I steal the right size. You gotta I go, be kidding. No. Did I, you at least put the wrong size back? No, I didn't. You oh, know what I did with the gosh. wrong size, Charlie? I cleaned out the bowl with it. <laughs> I cleaned out the bowl with it. The one to three onesie. You could have donated that to, you know, let me guess, you donated it afterwards with the Covered in resin. Oh. Covered in resin. Oh my gosh. No, so hold on. So my stoned ass takes the one to three, I'm cleaning out the bowl with it, shove it under the seat, go back, give my mom the, the newborn onesie. She doesn't ask where the receipt is, where the bag is. She's like, thank you. Moves on with her day. And then like a week later, <laughs> she goes, Laura. I come downstairs, she goes, what the hell is this? <laughs> There's a onesie covered in resin, disgusting, like black tart up uh, 
<laughs> is this going to get me canceled? No, this maybe. This is really maybe. bad. This is Guys, bad. I'm so much better now. Yeah, you are way... But anyway, she goes, what the hell is this? Because it's disturbing to think about that. Like a baby onesie just like covered in weed residue. Yeah. It's really a disturbing yeah. sight. Does she know that it's weed residue or is she thinking what's this Like it smells substance? and it's like... Oh, I, she knew exactly what it Oh, for like. sure. Yeah. I, think, I think she did know. And to be honest, like I remember the competition of like, what the hell isn't that? And I think I was like, I don't know. Like, that's so weird. Like, that's crazy. And like, that was it. That was it? It was just moving on. Like, I, yeah, I don't remember. But like, your mom knew that you partook in the marijuana at this point in your I life. I think so. Okay. I think if so. If she didn't, she now she, has a onesie. I wonder <laughs> if she found out that you were shoplifting and smoking weed on the same day. Yeah. I, I, she she found that out, that story, because I wrote it in my book. And so she... So it's in my book. You can get my book on Amazon, or you can Idiot. also, yeah. I re I prefer the audiobook because uh, you could just listen and you know do whatever you're gonna do and just listen to me tell you stories. It's a great cover. Thank you. Thank it's you so much. Cover. Thank you. That's my other book. I have two books. Plural. Idiots. Forgot to put on clothes that day. Yeah. What's what's going on? Did I did just you, forgot? You just said. You know when you well, wake up and you're like ah. Oh, Clothes. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and then it's even worse because like you have full on shoot. For that's your, right. The promote like of all the days to forget clothes. To forget clothes. Like that's <sighs> yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So that was my first time getting arrested. Or wait, wait I thought you no. didn't get caught that time. No, that wasn't getting arrested. That was shoplifting. shoplifting. That's how you would shoplift yes. back in the day. Yeah, you asked how to shoplift. Yeah, yeah. Well, now yeah. I know. I'm I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad that we got that one out there. That's that's great. I don't do that anymore. Were you a good student? No, terrible. I had a feeling. Uh, so just, I mean, based off the previous conversation. Right. So, I was so bad. In so school. your life up until this point, high school, mm -hmm. and now you're done with high school, 17 years old, you are on the trajectory of someone who may decide to move out to LA to become a movie star and then uh, fail miserably. Yes. But instead, you didn't fail miserably. Well, that was never an option for me. Oh. Because you can't fail until you quit. <laughs> but, so, but but seriously. You do you right, you came out to you left Illinois. Yeah. And you you drove out. Yeah, not making it was not an option for me. I think that's uh the mistake a lot of people make is that they have plan Bs. Mm. So for me, it was like, oh, I'm definitely gonna do what I love for a living. There yeah. was no like and I you could call it delusional. Mm -hmm. but that's what I was. And so, <laughs> so that's a hilarious friend. That's a great quote. You could call it delusional, but that's what I was. <laughs> yeah. That's like a poem right Thank there. You. What'd you drive out in? What'd oh, I didn't out? drive. I, I, I did fly. You flew out. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. I, I begged my sister for money. She was a waitress and she paid for my plane ticket. But yeah, so like I was a really bad student. I, I was uh, seriously straight D's. I barely graduated high school. And um, my speech teacher, because the only thing I was really good at was theater and, and speech. Like that was it. And I was really good at it. And I would write original comedies. And I was, I just, I knew I was really good at it. And I knew it was what I wanted to do. So college was never even a thought for me. Because mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I'm going to do comedy. That's what I'm going to do. There's nothing. I have no other skill set. Mm -hmm. There's nothing else I can do. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, That's what you were thinking. There was nothing else you could do. Yes. 
Yes, you I still, still think, think that? that. You still think that. I said, yeah. what else could I do? Oh, you could do Charlie, it. Motivational what? speaking. Oh, Let's rewind the tape. I minute. got a wedgie, you know, and then put an emotional thing underneath. Oh my God. That yes. Could, you could be a, I mean, you I'm can't inspired fail until to. You quit? I'm inspired to get rid of my wedgie right now. Be delusional and have wedgies. Whoa. Another poem. I'm, Is that a haiku? Be delusional and have wedgies. No, close. Okay, few, so few syllables away. But so 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 yeah. So so I went. So my theater coach was like, she comes up to me senior year and she's like, God, are you? Self out of ninety percent of the colleges in this country, and is that weed in your purse? <laughs> Cause she could smell it. But, uh, and I, I, you know, and I was like, yes, it is. But I, <laughs> but I like, I just, you know, college was never in the plans for me. So I never tried in school. I really struggled to focus. I think I have ADHD, whatever. I just, I knew what I wanted to do and I wasn't mm -hmm. interested and I wasn't, I wasn't a good student. Right. Like the name of my book is idiot. There's the reason for that. So then I came out here at 17. My friends who were two years older than me yeah. were interning at a production company in LA. Were they potheads themselves? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think they smoked a bit of weed, but they okay. were, they were like smart and like went to Northwestern in Chicago. And oh like, wow. Yeah. They were two years older okay. and they were interning at a production company in LA and they came to my high school, like right before my graduation. And they were like, Hey Laura, we're interning at this production company in LA. Do you want to come sleep on the couch? And I was like, yes, I do. Mm. Yes, I do. Because mm -hmm. before that, I was going to just do like Second City and like do improv and in stuff Chicago. like that. Yeah, in Chicago. Yeah. And I was going to go that route mm -hmm. and then eventually make my way out to LA. But then all of a sudden, they come to, to my school and say, hey, come. We know you want to be an actress. Come. Yeah. Sleep on the couch. Like, give us some money for rent. Done. So I was like, let's do it. So I go. I sleep on the couch. There was like a apartment with like fleas everywhere because the woman who lived there that we subleased it from had a cat and uh. the cat had fleas so i had bites all up and down my legs uh. it was great it was so much fun i had so much fun that's it's i mean nothing like a good flea bite you know to, what i mean so you're out there getting bit by fleas that's right what are you doing for work nothing initially so mm -hmm. i um i borrowed money i was really good at asking for money from like my sister and my mom they they would they would, because uh, I was like, guys, I got dreams. I do not <laughs> have time for a day job. Like, guys, I got a. Oh, you never got a day job. No, I did eventually. But okay. that first summer, yeah. I lived, I borrowed money from like my mom and my sister to like, it was very cheap because I was sleeping on the couch. So right. it was very cheap rent. And it was just, you you buy like in and out, like cheap food. Um you know, you live off scraps or whatever. And so I, so that for that summer, I just borrowed money from my, from my family. I didn't get a job this summer. Eventually I got a job, uh, at a cigar bar in Beverly Hills. Ooh. Yeah. And what? I was a waitress and I was terrible and I would spill drinks on Alec Baldwin and sh did you really do oh, that? Yeah. Was he upset? Well, okay, I didn't spill a drink on him, but I, I but I would spill drinks, and Alec Baldwin was there. Oh, and better story. If better you story if I spilled him. on Alec Baldwin. Yeah. But I, what I did with Alec Baldwin, I'll tell you my instance with Alec Baldwin was he uh, he ordered a dessert, and the. I, I took the order and I went back and the guy who makes the desserts was busy, so I was like, I'll just do it. So I make it, and it was really. Sh my uh, presentation of the dessert was like horrible and I put it uh, to him and he looked so disappointed. Oh. He looked really disappointed.
Did he say anything? No, he just with his face was like, thank you. Ah, uh, got it. Did you get a good tip that day? No. Did he didn't tip you? All the girls got really good tips from from the cigar bar. They were really good. And I, I didn't seem to get great tips. Well, that that's some I'm sorry to hear that. No, it's uh, look, I'll be okay. You know? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're out there, you're working in the cigar bar, yeah. doing that, just inhaling all the cigar That's smells. Right. Just, I reeked all yeah, the time. Yeah, I bet. I bet. And then you were, did you start at so, Second City in LA? How did you get into the... I did a couple improv classes. I hated them. I would run out crying because I I think a lot of those instructors are... Mm -hmm. Screw you if you taught me at Second City. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> Cause they would always tell me like, oh, that's not funny. Or like, oh, here are the rules to comedy. Yeah, right. They're all about the rules. There. They're all about the rules. The and game. I'm like, well, the rules aren't working out too well for you, are they? <laughs> oh, wow. snap. That is some long Holy held resentment. I mean, between the middle fingers, the uh, wrestling suck it thing, you know. But truthfully, like they're just doing their job and yeah. I, I just kind of sucked. Yeah. You know? It's, it takes a while to figure out you suck at the thing you love, you know? <laughs> but that's the thing is I don't suck. No, you but don't. But in that school, they yeah. had all these rules. And it, like one of them, I remember, I was like, I've got an idea for like a workout instructor character. And they're like, that's overdone. No, that's, I'm sorry. That's like one of my biggest characters now is a workout instructor character. So it's like, you actually don't know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Well, they're taught this, these certain things. And I'm just saying, look, you don't have to play by the rules. So anyway, I didn't thrive in classes. I, <laughs> I never liked them. I didn't, I don't like being told what to do. Just like school. Just like school. Yeah. You, yep. So I got, so I, so I left so and left. I never went back and I got a commercial agent when I was 18 uh -huh. and I booked the very first commercial I went out on. How'd you get a commercial agent? My boyfriend at the time mm -hmm. was an actor ah. and he got me an audition. A commercial agent. Nice. Do you he, still talk to him? Yeah, I checked in with him actually recently. He's living in Germany. He's yeah. German. Is he? Yeah. Yeah, ich spreche etwas Deutsch. Oh, yeah. wow. Das ist sehr gut, ja. See, look yeah. at all this stuff you know and you never even passed German class. He, I know, right? He would teach me like a phrase a week. But That's the things cool. he would teach me were like, du hast sehr klug und stark, which is you are very smart and strong. <laughs> or, or, or du hast großen Schwanz, which means you have a big dick. Ah, so it was a little bit. He would only teach me things like that. Ah, uh, got it. Anyway, so uh, so he got me a commercial agent. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I booked my very first commercial that I went out on. And I was like, this is easy. This, and you, it wasn't, but. But you, you were just good at booking commercials. Well, no, I just booked the first one. I didn't book like the 200 after that, oh, but yeah. I booked the first one. And that probably got you, how much you made It was a that? Spanish cell phone commercial. Wow. Yeah. How much did you make? And I danced around with a cell phone. Did you? Yeah. What kind of dance did you do? I was just like, woo, with the cell phone. And I don't know why, but they were like, dance with the cell phone. And they aired it in Spain. And my friend who was studying abroad saw it in Spain, and I felt really cool. How much did you make off that commercial? Oh, I don't know. Oh, it was, was non-union. Oh, okay. So it, was, it wasn't like that commercial gave you enough money to kind of live off of and then pursue acting. So you're still at the cigar bar. Yeah. And then, but then I booked another commercial that was SAG. Uh, and that one was a What Happens in Vegas Stays in Vegas commercial. Mm. Whoa. That was the one that got me to be SAG eligible. 
Wow, that was a huge deal back in the day. You want to be SAG eligible so you can get your SAG stuff so you can get more jobs. Then at what point, so you're, are you just booking a lot of commercials at this point? Um, no, not a lot. But what I would do is I would book a commercial and then I would file for unemployment right after that. Oh. And then I would live off unemployment and then I would book another commercial and then I'd file for unemployment. Got so it. like that's how I was able to like just act. Right. Because I would file for unemployment between jobs. So you quit the cigar bar? Yeah, so I quit the cigar bar. Yeah, I did. I was like, I I hated it. And I just, one day I woke up and I was like, I can't go. And I called the manager. I was like, I can't go. I can't come in. She was like, you have to. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can't. She was like, then I have to fire you. And I'm like, okay, then fire me. Yeah. And then so she fired me. And then I booked a pilot like the next week. Wow. Yeah. This is just the Hollywood tale that you rarely see? gets told. See? You know? See? You see? just have to follow your whatever is inside you telling you that. That's right. Although if I said that to a bunch of people, it wouldn't go the way it went for you, I think, for a lot of people. But maybe, what do you mean? maybe it would. If you said what to a lot of people? Just go out to LA, get a job at a cigar bar, quit because you don't want to come in, and then you'll get booked on a pilot shortly thereafter. Probably won't work. You have some... Some I don't know. Different. I don't know. I think I think if you believe it can, it will. And I think when you open that space up, mm-hmm. you know, opportunities oftentimes present themselves. Yeah. And I think a lot of success has to do with deservability. And I feel that I was delusional enough to believe that. Well, I felt okay. Here's what it is. I think we're all like we we're talking about in my podcast mm-hmm. that we all have a gift, whatever that is, a yeah. calling. Yeah. And so. Uh, I felt I was really in tune with what my gift was or what I felt I was good at mm-hmm. and nothing was going to stand in my way. And so I just, I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm saying. I, no, I actually I, forgot what I was saying. Uh, I'm getting it. And actually we got to switch battery on the we camera. We do anyway. Right? But that so, was, I think you did say it really well, actually. Yeah. Yeah. You should have some confidence. And that was, it was okay, beautiful. Thank you. Inspirational. Thank you. I am an inspirational speaker now since this podcast. Hey, folks, um, just want to thank the sponsors of the Cripes Cast. Jolly Good Soda, great soda, best soda. Have you had it? Jolly Good? So good. I've definitely had it 100%. Jolly Good. Jolly, it's the best soda. Jolly Good is a great soda. It's the best soda in all of uh, all of Wisconsin. You can get it in Random Lake, Wisconsin, by the way. Did you know that? Yeah, it's a fantastic soda that you want to have in all of your brandy old fashions. Find Jolly Good anywhere you find sodas or just go to jollygoodsoda.com. Wow, you're really good at that. Oh my gosh. And folks, while we're at it, head on over to manitowocmint.com and get yourself a nice pair of Watch Out For Deer socks. Oh boy, look at those. They're camo and everything. Cheese Louise. And we got other stuff there too. It's all made in the USA. And it will probably arrive if you order it. <laughs> You're not doing the thing anymore. No, I stopped. That I felt a, like that was a really good skill. Where'd you learn how to do that? How long are you going to do this? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Thank you. That was really good. Yeah, you got skills that you don't even talk about. Um, it's so, on my resume. Okay. I guess you do talk about them. 
So, Colleen, what's another way they can support the podcast? If here? you go to patreon.com slash Charlie Barons, you will get exclusive content that you don't get anywhere else, kind of like WikiFeet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like today, our ad read was a really, really long. So if you want to hear about my past camping trips, you can go to patreon.com slash Charlie Barons because I know you're just chomping at the yeah, bit to hear about it. Way to sell it, Colleen. Way to sell it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, go to patreon.com slash Charlie Barons. We have exclusive content deleted scenes behind the scenes um you can see me release. gambling with my grandma at the casino yep that's the one going out this week nice um we have whatchamacallit uh early release on um show dates anytime that we're gonna when charlie's schedule starts popping up for shows near you we're going to announce it first with our patreon supporters so. and that'll be coming up soon here in the next couple of weeks so yes. uh make sure you check it out Alrighty, back to the cripes cast You're in Los Angeles. You're do you got booked on your very first pilot. Mm. And at this point, are you thinking I did it? I did the thing. Yes. I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course it didn't get picked up. Didn't get picked up. Yeah. And how old are you at this point? 21. 21. When do you make the switch from going out there and trying to be everything to everyone in LA to just saying I'm going to do it on my own? I think I was like mm. 26 maybe and I was uh doing commercials and bad sitcoms and like the odd indie film and I my life was like 90% rejection mm -hmm. and like all I would do was audition for things that I didn't necessarily love I often found myself like rewriting uh scripts or like wanting to rewrite them or, like not loving the roles and then I would not even book the roles that I didn't even love so I was like ah this sucks and then my, I started noticing my friends making videos online and posting them or doing web series. And I was like, interesting. Anyway, one day I'm, at, I'm doing a Capital One commercial and I'm playing a runway model, which I am not. I'm just tall and lanky. So I would play them. And, uh, but I can't like walk. I can't, you can't walk. walk. No. I've been watching no. you walk. I you can't why? walk. How are you supposed to walk that you're not walking? <laughs> I can't walk in heels. I, these are not heels. I don't wear heels. I cannot walk in heels. Why? I don't like heels. They're not natural. They're not good for your feet. I don't like them. You have a, you, a strong animosity toward heels. Well, it's just because they're uncomfortable. Yeah. And I don't like them. I get it. I get it. They're and not you know, for me. Well, and that's why. Uh, Can you just accept me for who I am? I do accept you for who you are. And you do not need to wear heels ever. Thank you. And you don't need a, a, a man to tell you that either. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So at least we can agree on something. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa! I just like pick a fight with you. I I like that. Yeah, yeah. You know what? We we you picked a fight with me on your podcast too, which people should check out. We physically fight on my podcast. We do. Charlie kicks my ass. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. That's not what happened. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> Okay, um, but so what was I saying? Oh yeah, so I'm playing a runway model with like actual beautiful runway models. This one girl named Portia uh, was also a stand-up comedian actually. Yeah. And she comes up to me uh, during the shoot and she's like, hey, you know, 
I would love to write a web series. And I was like, a web series? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, yeah, no, like we could write like a show for YouTube. Um, you know, I do comedy as well. And so maybe we could write a show about these like failing models who are like incredibly underqualified to do anything else. And you just watch them like fail and fall. And I was like, that's interesting. And uh, we exchange numbers and then I go away and I'm like, meh, I don't know. It was just a whole new world that I didn't know much about, so I didn't really think much of it. Cut to, I'm at a like fourth callback for, for another pilot. And this pilot I really cared about. I was like, this is gonna be the next Friends. I'm gonna be the next Phoebe. This is it, this is my big break, 100%. This is gonna change my life. Yeah. And then I get a call from my agent on uh, the way home saying that they had offered the role to actually like Brooklyn Decker. What was like, she's hot as hell, but I'm yeah. funnier. Sorry. Oh, 100%. Sorry, Brooklyn. You're hotter, I'm funnier. Let's be real. Let's be real, Brooklyn. Hey, Brooklyn. No, I want, I'm not saying anything. I want, to, I want to see where this ends. If you're watching this, Brooklyn, how'd that pilot turn out? I know. Imagine I'm still <laughs> resentful. I fucking don't even remember what the pilot was, to be honest. But I cared at the time. I cared yeah. at the time. So, the, so my agent calls me, oh, they, they offered the role to this actress. And I was so devastated. And I was so angry. And it was like I hit a bottom at that point. I was so mad. I was like, I just, I had no control over my career. And all I wanted to do was be funny for people. And they wouldn't let me. They wouldn't let me be funny. And I was so angry. And then I remember that girl Portia from the Capital One commercial who talked about this web series. And I grabbed my phone and I called her and I said, hey, you remember that idea? Let's write it. And she was like, okay, cool. I was like, come over tomorrow. She's like, all right, cool. So she comes over tomorrow. We write the whole outline for the series. We pitch it to this uh, company called All Deaf Digital and they buy it. And, and I made my first series, my first YouTube series. And I wrote it, produced it, starred in it. It was terrible, but I did it. And that's, and I was like, I'm never going on the other side of the casting again. I'm going to be creator from then on. That's such a liberating feeling. I, I remember when I yeah. was in LA, I was going out doing the commercial auditions. You spent hours in the car driving to just fail. Thanks for coming in. Th thank you. Okay. Thanks for coming in. Thank you so much. How about much. when you have 12 pages of script that you memorized yeah. and they have you do the first scene. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming in. I got two more scenes to go, I have lady. two more scenes that I just stayed up till 4 a.m. to learn. Thanks for coming in. One time I was so fed up with being told thanks for coming in. Mm -hmm. And I was like, because you never talk back to casting directors, right? Because we're like sheep. We don't. We're powerless. Actors are like powerless. And yeah. so you kiss their ass. Oh, yeah. You got to kiss their ass. And Back then, you used to go to their like casting director oh, workshops, yeah. which was like go to the the, one of the biggest scams out there. Totally, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's like this is the way you meet casting directors. This is the way you just pay them extra money. You're just giving them money for brunch. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I was like, they were like, she's like, thanks for coming in, and I was mm -hmm. like, is there something I did? And she goes. Thanks for coming in. Oh. And I said, I just want to know what I did. Am I too tall? Was I, like, what's going on? Tell me what I did. I yeah. just want to know. Just tell me so I cannot do it the next time. Right. Give me some constructive criticism. Yeah. And that was a big deal to, like, talk, not talk back, but ask for feedback. Right. And she just looks at me and she goes, thanks for coming in. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. And then I was like, I out. <laughs> Actually, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't do that. I, I said it in my head, though.
You can oh. cut that bit. I don't know what kind of podcast this is. Colleen, just maybe put a beep there. Okay. <laughs> and a little kitty over the mouth or something. Um, Thanks, Colleen. Super funny. Um, so that was that was it. That was it. And you weren't you weren't yeah. going back. Yeah. So I did that, and then I lived off like savings, and yep. um, and I and I decided to post a video a day every single day for a year. And that on YouTube at this uh, point. This was the 15 second Instagram time. Do you remember that? It was like right after Vine, when Instagram had just really mm -hmm, and Instagram just started doing 15 second video, yeah. and then Facebook just started doing video, and I started posting on Facebook, and nobody was posting on Facebook. And my right. manager called me. What are you doing, Laura? You can't even monetize the videos. Why are you posting on there? But I had heard from someone. No, you got to post on Facebook because it's not uh, saturated. So yeah. you're going to get seen. Yeah. So I post for free and that's how I blew up on there. And that's how I have 15 million followers on there. Because I was one of the first people to post uh, video content on there. Yeah, you were just, you were doing the work. I mean, you, you were making comedy, you were making funny comedy and you were doing it consistently. And, yeah. you know, that's sort of what it takes. I think that's such a more empowering thing than trying to go... Uh, please, some some casting director who has a vague idea. Oh my gosh, I, I'm not gonna bring up the casting directors anymore. I just, that's that's triggering. Uh, we'll call it's it. It's actually not. I'm like pretending to be mad, but I'm not anymore. I know. Well, it was funny. It was for comedic effect. You really so over the years. You've. I mean, you have. I don't know. 15 million just on Facebook. You you, you get probably got like what 30 million followers somewhere. 25. 25.8. Something like <laughs> Something that. like that. Yeah. And do you think like you've done acting, you've done music, you've done so much. Do you have more that shoplifting, you- Shoplifting, I've done it all. Shoplifting, author, the whole deal. Mm. Do you ever think you could stop doing this? No, I don't. No. I think a break would be nice. That sounds Yeah, nice. a break would be nice. Right? You know, that is the thing about the more traditional stuff is like the traditional yes. actors, directors, whatever, they they're part break. of the guild, right? Yes. And so they get the these breaks, but like the us doing it, the other side of that uh, double-edged sword is yeah. that we continuously are making content and things and things. We're continuously making yes. it for these algorithm situation. Yes. Yes. I don't think that'll change. I don't think there's going to be a union saying the algorithm won't screw you over if you take a, you know, a month long break or something, but no, that would it, be nice. It's like the wild west, you know, it's it is. crazy. It's, yeah. And it's, it's such new territory, you know, like we're, and we're just learning as we're going and everything's always changing and, oh, now you got to be on TikTok and now you got to do this and that. And you just kind of got to roll with it because it's ever changing this industry. And so, um, I'm, I love it though. Yeah. Do you do you get something inside of you though that's ever like, oh, this could all go away? Um, are you projecting? <laughs> Colleen, cut that <laughs> out. Cut that out. Wait, but no, yeah. Absolutely. Am I projecting? Probably. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I you think have that feeling too? I do, yeah. I do, but I'm kind of crazy if you haven't noticed. And I um No, you're not. You are Brilliant. Oh my gosh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. You really think so? I do. I took geometry three times. We'll go crazy. <laughs> um. <laughs> um, yeah, but so I retrained my brain to get out of that like fear-based scarcity mindset that yeah. is 
oh my God, it's all going to go away. Yeah. So again, call me delusional, mm -hmm. but I choose to believe that we live in an abundant world and that everything is working out. And I affirm that every day and every night because I used to say the worst things to myself. I used to even go so far as to write in a journal and say like, I'm stupid, I'm this, I'm that. Like I would write these negative affirmations about myself when I was like much younger. And I realized that I had to retrain my brain and recreate my self image. And so I started really taking like affirmations very seriously. And so I do them every day and every night and sort of retrain my brain to believe that like, you know, we, we live in an abundant world and that it's all working out and that I'm smart and that, um, you know, I, I make enough money to, to, to live a great life and that I have a life beyond my wildest dreams. Like I'm so happy and grateful. I have a life beyond my wildest dreams. I say that every day and every night. And so I think there's a lot of power in our thoughts. Definitely. Yeah. And so this whole like fear of, oh my God, I'm going to lose it all. It's not actually rational. No. No, no, it's not. It's like, what is anxiety but a fear of the future? Mm -hmm. And so I've learned to like get present, get in the moment and affirm and focus on what I want rather than what I don't want. So when I get those thoughts, I'm now at the point where I can recognize the insane thought and, and switch it out. You turn that anxiety into excitement? Well... I turn the anxiety into bringing myself back into the moment because right here, right now, everything's okay. We're just watching a podcast, aren't we? We're or, okay. Mm -hmm. We're not getting chased by a lion. I mean, look behind you, but I don't think there's a lion. I don't think there's a lion. I don't know why I'm talking like that. <laughs> no, it was funny. You were in uh, Pamela uh, Pumpkin Oh, maybe, voice maybe it was so. a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah. There's no lion. There's no lion behind you. <laughs> um, but so, like, we're okay in mm -hmm. this moment. Yeah. And so, like... That in and of itself is just like Eckhart Tolle says in The Power of Now, my favorite book. We spend 70% of our lives in the, in the past or the present thinking about what was or what's going to be. And when we're in the past, we, it often leads to sadness and depression. When we're in the future, it often leads to anxiety. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, what's, you know, what's going to happen? Am I going to lose it all? Like, is this going to go the way I want? Um, and that the only way to attain real bliss and inner peace is to be right here, right now in the present moment. That's it. That's all it takes. And he believes our natural state is bliss. Mm. And the reason that we don't have it is because we're in the past or the future. So mm. if we could be consciously aware of that and just bring ourselves back to this moment and just be aware. And then and be aware of our thoughts and go, oh, I don't like that thought. That I don't have to believe every stupid thought I have that I'm mm. going to lose it all or it's all going to go to shit. And then I can replace that thought with what I want and consciously decide to focus on what I want rather than what I don't want. So that's what I do now. And I'm not perfect. It's progress, not perfection. I certainly have days where I'm in a lot of fear and, or I'm sad or I'm in resistance with what is, and that doesn't feel good. But I would say overall, no, I don't, I won't allow myself to believe, this is a really long answer. I won't allow myself to believe that I'm gonna lose it all. Why? Why attached to that thought? It's not true. I might as well go, no, my life's just gonna get better every day in every way. You know, I was going to, <laughs> I actually have on my to-do list to see a therapist, but I think I can cross that off now. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Look, lay down, lay down. Should I? Stay a while. Yeah. Come here. Okay. Let's talk, how uh, is your child? Can I put my shoes Don't on Don't put your, your on, okay. on the couch. Okay. All right.
She's not a great therapist. Oh, God. What's going on? Talk to me. Well. <laughs> yeah. No, that's great. Mm. I like that a lot. I yeah. mean, I really do. I mean, that, that's a great mentality, and you can see it sort of uh, in everything you've created in this beautiful home you have and all, all of that sort of stuff. I mean, you are really living your dream, and that's very cool to see. I see my siblings, uh, my siblings who have had kids, I see, you know, how they're changed by that. And, um, and I do not have kids, but I was curious for you as um, sort of someone who's in the same sort of creative field, how have um, your children sort of changed your creative outlook? Oh, yeah. Well, interesting. So I, I had... Got a pilot for my Pamela Pupkin character. Facebook Watch bought a pilot from her. Mm -hmm. And I, it was like a million dollar budget, which is wild because, you know, we make stuff for nothing. Yeah. So, like, that's mind blowing to me that you would spend that much on a 20 minute episode. Right. What? Where's all the money going? I could do it for $600, <laughs> literally. Anyway, I, I shoot that pilot. I'm like, this is going to, this is it. Or like, this is going to be my big show. And then they watch it. It was insanely offensive. And I didn't think about that before I wrote it. <laughs> I was like, I didn't really, I didn't think about the fact that they need, they, it needs to be brand friendly. Right. They were like, write what you want. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I, I wrote the most inappropriate and I couldn't believe it didn't get picked up. I'm not even going to go into what was in there, but I thought it was very funny. Anyway, so um, they didn't pick it up and I was devastated for like a couple days. Mm-hmm. My point is I was four months pregnant at the time and I was like prepared to shoot this whole show pregnant and like make it work and hide the belly and blah, blah. And then they didn't pick it up and it was the best thing that happened to me because all of a sudden my stomach started getting bigger. I started, you know, growing this baby and then I started like peeing myself a little bit because the baby would push on your, your bladder and I would just pee a little and I was like, oh, that's funny. Peeing on yourself is very funny. So I started writing about that and what it was like to be pregnant. And, um, and then I would post these sketches about pregnancy and that like blew me up a million times more. Wow. It was so much more relatable than even that Pamela pilot. It was like this universal experience of motherhood. And so I just started writing what was in front of me. And then that grew my audience massively. And then I had a baby and then I wrote about that. And I just kind of wrote about what was in front of me. And it so, and then it also helped us structure because it was like, I've got from this time to this time to do this because I was working around this baby and I'm like, he's attached to my tit and I'm trying to get stuff <laughs> done. But like, you know, uh, I would say it was good creatively for me. Yeah, because I, I feel like, um, it, it, uh, and I just feel like this, just seeing it, or maybe this is the case, because I don't got kids, but I'm assuming they don't allow you to sweat some of the small stuff in a lot of this. You know, like when, Oh, yes, that too. Yeah. I yeah. guess I was just talking about like how it affected my, my work, but like me, yes, I would say you don't have time to sweat the small stuff, no. Yeah. No. Um, and then you want to be better, too, for them. Do you? Yes. Yeah. Like, in what way better? Just, like, a good, like I'm not going to be shoplifting onesies anymore. <laughs> like, I want to be a good example to them, yeah. you know, and be a good person. They inspire me to be better. They also drive me crazy, but they also <laughs> inspire me to be better. Yeah. Three-year-olds are insane. Yeah. They're, ins they're out of their minds. Yeah, they... They're I little terrorists. They're little <laughs> They don't give a sh about anyone. I love my kids, but three-year-olds are monsters. 
Do you think you have such a, a great work ethic? You know, mm-hmm. you, you don't think so? Okay, go ahead. I'll take the compliment. Yeah, take them. Win- I mean, look at look at all the stuff you've created over the years. But I like how you say, mm, "That's your, that's your Midwest showing." Oh, that's wow. your Midwest showing. Wow. Yeah. Is it, okay. but do you think there's sort of like a, a, something about the Midwest that made you who you are? Absolutely. And I think people are just funnier out there, I swear. Why? Oh, man. I think it's the other. We just have to laugh. <laughs> like, we have to. Yeah. Like, we have to have a sense of humor because yeah. we're freezing all the time. I and know. like, you know, I swear. I, it's too, I don't know. I just think for some reason, Look at all the comedians that are from yeah. the Midwest, especially Chicago. My God. Yeah. Say what you will about Chicago. <laughs> Say what you will. It's got some funny people there. Yeah. So I don't know why. Second city. But why do you think so many funny people are from Honestly, the Midwest? I, I, but it's real, right? I, I have the same answer. Yeah. Are you serious? No. Other? I did. I did a thing in uh, the the book uh, the. the uh, Midwest Survival Guide, which you can get anywhere you get books. I would recommend getting it at your local bookstore get because it at your local you support, bookstore. support the local bookstore. I've definitely read his book, and it is so good. Oh, God, this again. <laughs> she hasn't seen my stand-up special, you know. I love the part in the book where you write about uh, Wisconsin. That was really funny, that bit. So anyways, <laughs> I'm not hurt. I'm not hurt. I'm just wounded um, emotionally. Are you going to reconsider therapy now? No, not at all. Okay. I, can, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend, you know, it takes a long time to read a book. You don't have time for that. I, could I listen? Do you have an audio book? You can listen. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. I would love to listen to you. Don't waste your time. But I will say, this is the only point that I'm, I, I was bringing up. Is, oh, no, I, I said the same thing, is that it has to do with the weather. It's sort of the shared experience oh of kind God. of, you know, I'm called out, just sort of making light of it. And also the yes. seasons. Also the seasons, you know? I mean, it's beautiful every day out here, you know? Uh, what's funny about that? What's funny Nothing's about Nothing's funny about no, that. No, it's like it's gorgeous every day, you know? But when, That's you know, not funny at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when you got this, you know, six months of darkness and ice and slushy snow and the, the, that black snow, you know, when all the cars get all over oh, it yeah. or you know you, sh- you finish shoveling your driveway right and then a plow comes and the front of your driveway is now all snowed in you're like yes. i just did this yeah. and then you get back out there and you take all your anger out there and you got nothing better to do than just come in have a beer and make a joke about that's it. the thing Cut hold that. on and then you got the summer the summer and even sh- and your mosquitoes are even worse. No, they're not. Oh, yes, they are. Our mosquitoes are not. Well, you know yes, what? Yes, they are you worse. You know what? We're glad we have mosquitoes. You know why? Why? Because uh, uh, bats eat mosquitoes and bats make tequila. So, oh, my God. Bang. Also, are you serious? hummingbirds eat mosquitoes, and I love a good hummingbird, don't you? Wait, wow. Look at how optimistic you are. That's it. That's the Midwest optimism. Whoa. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you can't, you can't. Oh my gosh, I mean, sorry. Oh my gosh. Oh, my poor Midwestern accent's gone. Because I've lived here longer than- No, you brought it out. You brought it out in the sketch. It's beautiful, yeah. Because I've lived here longer than I've lived there. Don't admit that on camera. I know, it's really sad. It's sad. You gotta get back. It's sad. It's sad. Why don't you get back? You can, yeah. I gotta come back. I'm gonna come back. Get a summer home. You know what? I should, right on the lake, and I'm gonna speed 
all the way there. <laughs> Wait. Um, why do why do people from Illinois speed so much? Because we're busy, Charlie. We've got stuff to do. How are you gonna How are you gonna watch out for deer if you're speeding? Oh like my that? gosh! The fact that that's a real concern for you. You know, I grew up going to Wisconsin every every um, summer. Westfield, Wisconsin. West. Shout out to it? Westfield, Wisconsin. Yeah. What would you do there? It's called the Golden Horse Ranch, and my. Uh, it was a ranch, a horse ranch, owned by two blind people, and they would ride horses. It was dangerous. <laughs> well, the horses can see. They can. Oh, my God. But the riders couldn't. Anyway, Ruth was her name, Ruth Komen. She's dead now. <laughs> <laughs> this is like my grandma telling a story. Ruth, she's the greatest gal. Do you remember that one time she did this? That story goes on for five minutes. Like, yeah, I remember. What about her? Oh. She died. Cool. Real good. Glad I heard this, the backstory. Glad I heard the origin story, you know? Yeah. Well, anyway, my dad grew up going there. He went there since he was a little kid. And then they brought us and it was like all the cousins and everyone would go. And we'd stay in these like really cabins and ride horses and sing by the campfire and do line dancing. And it was the best. It was actually my favorite memory as a kid. That's really cool. That's yeah. actually a great question. What is your favorite memory of a kid? In that Honestly, time? Golden Horse Ranch in Westfield, Ranch. Wisconsin. Cool. So there you go. Maybe happy? one. I am happy. <laughs> you know, maybe one day you can, maybe one day you can buy that, buy that ranch. <laughs> Wait, I totally would. Are you kidding me? I would love to do that. I stole the sign, Golden Horse Ranch. I've got it on my screen porch. Do you? In Downers Grove, Illinois. Really? You yeah. stole the sign? Yeah. You little thief. Well, that hey, was... <laughs> that's exactly why we don't like people from Illinois. You fibs come up here to a beautiful, picturesque place in Wisconsin, and you just can't leave it the way you found it. You got to steal the damn sign. That's right. You should be ashamed of yourself. That's right. I want that sign returned along with that resin bowl onesie. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. Deal. Okay. Deal. Well, it was so wonderful having you on the Craigslist. I had a blast. Did you, could, do you want to promote anything? Oh, you guys should follow me. <laughs> She'll take you right to prison. <laughs> thief. <laughs> a thief. But anyway, whatever. Just follow me on social media if you want. You don't have to. I'm not saying that you have to. I'm saying if you want to follow me, you can. It's... At Laura Clary. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Folks, it's been another wonderful episode. I have two books. <laughs> As well. You could buy those books if you want to. You don't have to. Oh, my God. Anyway, go ahead. Take it out. There Here they are. are. The books. You can buy them. You can do the audiobook. You can follow listen me to wherever. Them. Listen, watch, enjoy. Uh, so, so the all right, folks. Hey, find Laura on all platforms at Laura Clary and check out her podcast, Idiot with Laura Clary. Find us on all platforms at Crimescast and at Charlie Barons and make sure to follow us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Charlie Barons. Colleen Maraca. It's been a joy. My hand, actually, never mind. It's kind of like Swole, it's hot sweaty. Up here. Yeah. It's hot up here.
right. Ooh, oh, shit. Clammy. I'm so All sorry. Right. I just hit Got your the face. mic into the face. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I can tell you kind of are apologetic about that. So I'll let that one slide. Uh, <laughs> all right, folks, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, shout out to Hannah Milos for editing the podcast, Colleen Maraca for uh, doing whatever she does on this podcast. <laughs> and everybody, uh, keep her moving. We'll see you next week. And in the meantime, watch out for deer. So roll out the barrel and get the band brewing. Life's got you down. Just keep her moving. It's on Wisconsin, the Badgers say it's the old Wisconsin Jubilee. You know, sometimes when you're ice fishing, you put your foot in the walleye hole and go ass over tea kettle and you think you're done. No, you gotta keep her moving.